You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Way What Podcast with Ruben Paul and my co-host, who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him an introduction. He's my brother from another mother. That's right. If I was Mexican, I'd be him. See. If he was black, he'd be me. I know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> Some of you guys might recognize him from Mad TV. He's in a new well, movie well, right now called Taco Shop. Shop. He's one of the best comics working today, and he's one of my best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, my right-hand man, Mr. Johnny Sanchez. Yo, 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 what up? <laughs> What's up, man? That's Ruben Paul, my ninja. <laughs> that's my ninja right there. Don't worry, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Yeah, say man, it. don't that's say my, it. That's my bro right there, man. Um, uh, so we What's just, up, I, man? What's up? I'm, What's up? I'm, I'm happy to have you on board. This is, this is our first podcast. What? Right, right wait, Tommy? Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, this wait, is. Wait, what? <laughs> this is our first podcast, man. Very first one. And um, the reason why we decided to do a podcast, because uh, me and Johnny have been friends for a long time. Yeah. And we about talk 17 all the time. Years. Not that long, about 17 years. Yeah. And um, we talk all the time, and we have these great conversations. And sometimes we just thought to ourselves, yeah. yeah, on the phone, like, man, you know, people might think they're crazy, might think we're crazy if they listened into our phone calls, but we have mm-hmm. some good, some great, not just good, great conversations, whether it be about comedy, life, yeah. uh, politics, you know, what's going on. So, um, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually my topic. And uh, we're two vets in the game, man, and, and we love comedy and we love comedians. Well, I love comedians. Johnny is 50-50 on some 50-50. Comedy. I'm a 50-50 on, <laughs> on comics. But uh, I think, uh, you know, you guys will get an interesting, an interesting perspective on how we think. And um, ultimately, one thing that we do believe in and agree on is bringing people together. Through of com- course. Through comedy. Yeah. And and how we were raised and everything else. So we're, we're going to give you a personal uh, piece of who we are. Right. And, you know, what is there anything you want to say, John? Well, you know, that? Uh, to that, um, through all these years, we've made a lot of friends. Yes. Tons and tons of comedic friends. Yes. And um, which, uh, you know, uh, says something as well about us, I think, because, um, you know, there's I know other comics who've gone a couple of decades and longer and only acquired a few friends through yeah. through all those years sometimes. And comics are a lot of work. We know that. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot of work as well. So uh, yeah, it was a uh, hard decision to bring Johnny on board. Yeah, he is. He's a bit much. Yeah. And, but I love him though. And, and this that, is, and, and by the way, just so I let all of you guys know, this is a trial basis. Yeah, I'm giving I, him a trial as yeah, well. I don't even know. You know, I, mean, yeah, I don't so. know. I mean, you know, I might, I might have to go off and do, you know, the 30 Sanchez podcast. Oh I don't know. God. I'm just giving, dropping little hints. By the way, from time to time, you will hear me change from wait, what to wait, care. And that's for my um, the Mexican listeners. The Mexican listeners are, are the Latino or the Spanish speakers uh, or Spanish speakers. But it, it's interesting that you would drop Spanish when you barely speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. I basically Johnny is the worst Mexican ever. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but but that's just a joke. But that's I'm we'll, a third gener. I'm yeah, a third but we'll gener. be talking about that too because yeah, we'll get on all that. You know, yeah. you being Mexican, like whether you're third generation or first generation, doesn't. 
I don't think that that makes you any less Mexican than somebody who was born in Mexico. It's a part of your heritage. Correct. You embrace it. It's who you are. And I think a lot of times in our culture, we, we do that. You know, I talk about it a lot in my act. You being know, Haitian. Being Haitian. Just to make sure just being a black, yeah, 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 being a black male, how we turn to, to put each other in categories based on how we grew up, right? where we grew up. Like, just if you if you're black and you grew up in a which I did not, but if you did grow up in a an Orange County, let's say around predominantly white people, yeah. it doesn't make you any less black. And I right. think people always try to, you know, in our cultures, always try to define us by our how, our, our environment and our, our surroundings. But really, honestly, by the stereotype. If we don't yeah. fit the stereotype, then for some reason we're less than. Sure. Well, you know, I go through that all the time with, yeah. you know, oh, you're, you know, you're not fluent in Spanish. Yeah. You're naughty. Eh? <laughs> then you're not Mexican. eh? You know what I mean? So which just happened to me recently, just last weekend at, at a gig at the Long Beach Live. You know, there's a Mexican listening to, to this podcast right now going, Johnny's Mexican. Oh, <laughs> what? Wait. Wait. Yeah. No. Uh, no, there was a guy in the audience and I asked him his name. He's a Mexican dude. And he's like, Jose, my name's Jose. I go, oh, wow. Good for you, man. That's, you know, you, you know what you are, who you are right from your name. I go, I got John. Yeah. You know, basically it's my real name. A lot of people think they, they think for the most part, oh, his name is probably really Juan uh-huh. and he goes by Johnny or whatever, but it's just John, J-O-H-N. And so when I said that, this Mexican dude's like, what? He's like, oh, man, you got disowned, bro. That's what, that was his response. Like, I got disowned. So not knowing that my dad's name is John and my grandfather's name is John. Yeah. And they're both Mexican. So, and, and, you know, and I it hope, happens. It and happens. I hope everyone who listens, um, you, you, go ahead. But real quick, which okay. is interesting because you have a more Mexican first name than oh, I absolutely. do. Ruben. Yeah. Ruben. And yeah. what's funny is once I remember telling my mom your name. This was years back, years ago, and I kept bringing you up. Uh-huh. And finally, my mom goes, Johnny, I haven't. Is he? Is he Mexican? And I go, oh, no, 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 no. He's a black. She goes, oh, because Ruben. You know, Ruben's very, you know. there's yeah, Spanish, I mean, yeah. I knew a lot of Ruben, Ar- you know, Ruben Arzola and well, Ruben well, the gr- uh, and- well, Well, the great Rodney Winfield, rest in peace, uh, was a great comic. Uh, came up in the Richard Pryor days. He was a... Uh, um, I remember when I first started, he was the old guy on the scene. What was his name? Winfield? R- Rodney Winfield. Rodney did, Winfield. Did Def Comedy Jam, had the sailor hat on. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know um, this guy. Everybody looked up to him from Martin Lawrence to, he was just around. Yeah. He used to be at the store, I guess, in the 70s and stuff. But uh, I remember doing a show with him at the Comedy Act Theater in, uh, in South Central. And um, <laughs> Rodney was on stage. And, there was, and, he, and he had this raspy voice. He was like, who, who, who's, who's the next motherfucker? And then somebody said, Reuben Paul. And he goes, oh, yeah, I like, I, I like him. Reuben? What type of name is that for a nigga? It <laughs> 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 was all black room. The audience died. And uh, he, he actually mentored me. I learned a, a lot from him. But uh, we can get into conversations about him and Pryor. Well, we could talk about – because, you know, he was out of St. Louis. And okay. so all those guys – he knew prior and just interesting. Yeah, I got to look. I'm going to have to look him up because that's interesting. Rodney it's, Winfield. He passed uh, away. Yeah. Rodney Winfield. Okay. Um, because you uh, also the, you know, the other Ruben that a lot of us know. Quintana? No, no, no. Oh. Blackwise is uh, Ruben Stuttered. 
was another oh, one. Do you man. know a lot of? Uh, do you know a lot of black the, Rubens? Black, black Rubens? No, nah, only a few. But uh, Ruben Hurricane Carter that Denzel portrayed in the movie. That's right. Hurricane I forgot. Was, was I forgot the his boxer. first name was Ruben. That's but right. Ruben stuttered. I remember I was doing a show in uh, San Francisco at the Punchline, and um, I went to go do radio. And uh, I, I went on with Chewy Gomez. Shout out Chewy Gomez. He's one of the. Uh, he used to be at KMEL, KMEL for years yeah. up, up north. And that's a Bay. Latino name. If you guys didn't know. Yeah. So Chewy's, you know, Chewy. Chewy's like the LA's version of Big Boy. <laughs> Big Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I go on the air with Chewy. Chewy's a good friend, and he started getting call-ins. And then he said hello, and then uh, she's like Ruben, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I'm here. She's like, I just want to say you are such a blessing. I said, oh, thank you. And she said, I just really enjoy listening to you, um, the passion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really, thank you. And she was like, you just made my day. She was like, I pray for you. I pray for your continued success, your continued blessings. And I said, oh, Damn. thank you so much. Like, that really meant a lot yeah. to me. It was a sister. I was like, thank yeah. you. Thank you, ma'am. I really appreciate that. And she was like, yeah. And, and when I listen to your album and your voice, just, just the way you sing, and I go, uh, the way I sing, she's like, yeah, this is not Ruben Stutter. <laughs> Whole studio fell out laughing. I was like, no, this is Ruben Paul. She's like, oh, I thought this was Ruben Stutter. <laughs> Live on the air. <laughs> so does that mean you're not going to pray for me anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Praying's over with at that point. That's hilarious. But, man. um, what I wanted to talk about, yeah. like, obviously, as comics, we'll have funny topics, but, you know, we're going to talk about life and things that are empowering to people um, that's going to be entertaining and hopefully that will help people at the same time. And uh, just some of the things that have been going on um, in the entertainment industry and things that we discuss uh, as comics, what I wanted to talk about today was support. And what does support mean? What does support mean amongst your peers? Mm -hmm. What does support mean amongst your friends and family and your fans? Because we know uh, a lot of times people are like, yo, Johnny, when are you performing? And you go, oh, I got a uh, spot on Friday. Oh, man, I want to come out and support you, man. Can I get four tickets? Right. Now, I have no problem giving out tickets. Right. Um, because the more, the merrier. But sometimes at some point, you know, what is really support? Is somebody, and this is just opinion, there's no right or wrong answer, but somebody coming to see you for free, you giving them tickets to come see you. Okay. They don't spend a dime to come see you. To I mean, for entry, they'll do a two-drink minimum or whatever. Yeah, they're going to do the two drinks, but we don't, but, that but do has you, nothing But do you consider that support? Wow, that's a good question. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, because usually, yeah, usually... The questions are, um, can you can you put me on a guest list? Yeah, and can it can you get me in? Yeah, can you put um, me on a guest list? But I just know a lot of people put it under the umbrella of, hey man, oh, I want to come support, support you, man. Support. Can you, can you, can you, oh, I see what you're you saying. Know what I mean? and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's great to have people in the audience, but I'm we're not open micers, and it's interesting. People call ask us for for tickets, but then they'll go pay full price to go see George Lopez or Kevin Hart, who are Whoever, whatever, yeah. Bill Burr, Chappelle, right. whoever, right. which which is great, but at the same time, it's like okay, you'll spend you know a hundred dollars a ticket, eighty dollars a ticket, fifty dollars a ticket, whatever it mm -hmm. is, but but <laughs> in that you really are supporting them 
who are already multimillionaires. Correct. And I'm not saying they don't deserve the support because they absolutely do deserve it when you get to that level. I'm just curious on your thoughts because these are conversations I've had with a lot of comics. A lot of com- comics feel like it's not support. Mm. If you don't, because we know when we work in clubs, if me and you go on the road and work a club, they judge us by our numbers. Correct. So every ticket sold really helps our bottom line and it helps us moving forward. Because if the club goes, uh, wow, Johnny, you know, you sold more tickets this time than you did last time. Yeah. You know, or or to the reverse is when they go, hey, man, it, you know, you did OK. I mean, you had a lot of free comps. comps. Yeah. But and they're here to see you. But mm-hmm. you did. Now, I guess my my question for you would be, are you do you mean uh, if if we're just doing a show like around town and then, it, you know, we're not getting a piece of the door. We're not getting a percentage of the ticket sales. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 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 or, or do you mean like when we are out on the road and we have some type of bonus or door deals? It's for those people who don't. A lot of sometimes you get you know a flat rate and then they'll throw in bonus for paid tickets. Yeah, if you sold so a certain you, amount of certain tickets. Amount, but here's know. the thing, John. I see what you're saying, like being on the road versus in town. Correct. But your friends and family, they don't know what what the business side is yeah. of what we're doing, uh-huh. and it's really none of their business at the end of the day. You know. I guess ultimately what I'm saying is we, aren't we worth being paid to go see? Mm. You know, I don't mind hooking people up. I, you know, my sister shows up. She'll bring friends, the whole nine. That's cool. Yeah. And that's my immediate family. And I don't mind even hooking up my friends, but it's like every once in a while, it'd be nice if you reached into your wallet because let's just say even at the Laugh Factory, if if we're on the lineups and people are actually paying to go, come see us, the club is going to notice that after a certain while. Like, man, every time this guy is on the show, right. we seem to sell more tickets when this guy is yeah. on the show. Right. You know, and, you know, number that's something that you can see on numbers. Now, that's this question I'm throwing out there because this, you know, some com- uh, comics are saying, you know, I've seen them post on IG and on Facebook like, hey, me giving you free tickets is not you supporting me. Let's just okay. let that be clear. Yeah. And I just thought, hmm, that's an interesting Yeah, I mean, I know w- I, way I, to look okay, at it. Okay, so definitely for me, when it comes to family, I try to do the comp thing as best I can. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, if sometimes there's limits though, we only get so many or whatever. Yeah. And then to be honest with you, I've I've actually had family members said get a hold of me, go, we're coming to see you. And I go, oh, let me put, no, 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 we already got the tickets. Yeah. Okay. Or I have friends that say, uh, I was like, hey, I'll put you on this. Like, nah, man, I'm going to pay to come see you. Correct. So, yeah, I I, I, I get that. Yeah, I think if it's, it's interesting because I just had, well, everything we're talking about just happened to me a few days ago. Hey, like man, I, that's why I pick good topics. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. I know everybody's like, well, why does his voice have to go to a that's why I wish That's why people need I'm, to see us. So in the future, we're going to be doing a, yeah. a video along oh, with the podcast. Right, right. Because people need to see how ridiculous. Yeah, because I was doing sometime. the, uh, what was my, my, he was doing doing my a dance. He was doing a dance from the mid 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I'm doing my show. I'm doing the shimmy. He was I'm doing, doing the no, shimmy. Doing the, uh, what the, is this? The bank hit, the bank hit bounce. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's out of uh, out of ATL. They named it out of ATL. Wow. No, no. Did they name it out of Atlanta? I don't know. 
whatever. All He's right. doing the shelter thing. Anyway. Um, uh, but you finish your yeah, point. So, it got, so um, some guy got a hold of me. And I didn't see this. Uh, you know, he's just on my social media as like a Facebook friend. Uh-huh. Don't know him personally, but he's but he's you know he requested me and and he he likes my comedy or, and and whatever. So um, I didn't even see it until later. But he was like he messaged me and then he said, "Hey, um, I I you know I'm I'm across the street mm-hmm. at the hotel on some on a business trip." In Long Beach with my coworkers, I saw you're 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 going to be on the second show in the Long Beach Laugh Factory. You know, yeah. Um, now it was already past. I, I think that I think we got to get it in by before five or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was already like it was like seven forty five or something like eight o'clock. But I didn't see it until after I had even gotten to that point. But his first thing was, is there a guest list that we can get that you could put me and my coworkers on? So. I didn't see it till after, and I was like, uh, I replied to him later, going, "Hey, I didn't even see this, but I wouldn't have been able to get it in anyway." Nah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And then he put, he was like, "I go, I don't know if you made it or not. I hope if you did, hope you had a great time. If not, no worries. Maybe next time." He's like, "Oh no, 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 we went, and we and I j- and we paid, yeah, and it was a great show. You did a great job. So did everybody else, da da da, like yeah. that." So, I think the initial thought with people is just sort of like, "Well, if we can get a discount or a break." Absolutely. But I don't think that everybody who's coming in, because he obviously, they still came. Yeah. They paid full price. They bought, they got the two drinks. Absolutely. I didn't even know they were there. He didn't even like yell out at me or anything like that. Um, I I do think that I, 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 in other words, I don't agree a hundred percent with the, the comics who say the people who want to come for free are not supporting a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I have no. How do you? What do you? I mean, it, what do I, I you think, think? I think I'm, I mean, in, you... I'm, in, I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. But I do think at a certain point because you know, you know, I have a lot of famous friends in comedy. Oh boy. And, and it's it's like uh, I don't. We both do. No, I, no, no. You but, have way more than I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> again, Johnny doesn't like anybody. <laughs> oh, that's so not true. No, you do have. You've definitely. You came up with a lot of comedians that and I came, ended up, and, and, you know, a lot of them broke out, and they and they're they're yeah. big now. Maybe they were big at the time that you even worked with them. But yeah, yeah you, I, you, I you mean, know a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I know you, a lot of comics. Give and me then some props I, on that. I, then, then I, you know, then I work with some big name comics mm-hmm. on it on a different level also. Yeah. And when you have friends like that, people will contact you to get in mm. touch with them. Oh and, boy, do I hear this from you all the time? And here's the thing, and. uh I've had I mean, this conversation with we Chris could, Spencer. We could go three hours. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I've, I've had this conversation with Chris Spencer, yeah. with Tony Rock, my bu- uh, buddy Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of different comics who are successful in their own right. We're all successful in our own right. Yeah. But is is sometimes people don't even realize is like they'll call you like, "Hey man, uh, can you get me? Can you get in touch with Russell Peters?" And I go, "Yeah, I I ain't getting contact with Russell Peters." Uh, yeah, man, we trying to book him for a show. Well, you know, he does have a agent and a manager. You know, he's with uh, such and such agency. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I just want to, you know, I just want to know uh, if I can get in touch with him. I go, well, you know, he's pretty expensive. It's like, oh, man, we got $100,000 for him, man, one show. And you go, okay. I go, we'll just approach the band. Yeah, man, you know, and they, we'll throw you like 5000 Now, 5000 is not bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it isn't. But you're like you just told you just go. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, your ass getting five grand. <laughs> you know, but, but we got a hundred and five to spend. Yeah, it, but it, here's the but thing. But you get five, and I'm not even saying that. It has nothing to do with Russell or anybody else, but five thousand is about the highest they will offer you. Sometimes people offer you like five hundred bucks. Can we have all this money to spend? Yeah, but we'll give you five. Like it's like, nah, dude. Yeah, you know it's always tough. Man. And then they end up not even really having the money, but they don't mm. even realize how insulting that is sometimes. Yeah, you know to, you know, throw these exorbitant numbers out there that the person does. The whole thing is, yo, go through the proper channels. If you're going to come to me, at least have a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know if compassion is the word, but just be aware of, you know, this could be a little insulting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And you get, and you also get, people get a hold of you, I mean, for things that are just like, hey man, can you tell so-and-so that I need road work? Yeah. Uh, it's like okay, well, you can want email me him. Your you yeah. know the person you've worked with him a few times in the past. Yeah. So why are you why call it? And then it's they don't understand that you know it is it's it's that's sort of a. And I mean, I find it. I I get bothered by it when you tell me. Yeah. Like, hey man, I'm not his booker. I'm, I'm not, not his, his manager. I'm not his manager. <laughs> I'm not his road Contact man. Contact him guy. directly. Just get all, you've worked with him before, bro. Yeah. So what are you calling me for? And, and let and me just know say what this. It is. I don't, it's, I don't mind helping people out. I mean, especially if it's a friend who calls yeah. me and if it's a friend that need all that, but it's like people who don't even, who I don't even really interact with sometimes. Yeah, You see them every now yeah, and then. See them every now and then they'll call you and ask you for this thing. And it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't know you like that, and he does like go your own route, contact him the own way. Right. But if, but if it's a friend, and this is leading me into the next level of, of support and what does support mean in this industry, a lot of times, you know, a lot of us come up together, and let me just say for the record, I believe no one owes you anything. <clears throat> sure. At the end of the day. That's what I that's what I believed wholeheartedly. But as I've gotten older, that's kind of changed a little bit. And what I'm thinking, Johnny, is this. When you define friendship, what a friend is, like you're my friend mm -hmm. outside of comedy. We talk about life stuff, whether it be our, our, our families, relationships. We uh, need sometimes we need just, each other to talk to, to support. And when you're tough times, with I've had to call you. You call me. Yeah. yeah. So you deal with all these things. So we're friends. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe in life. Friends do owe you something, and I understand the saying like nobody owes you anything. Meaning you don't want to wait, sit around and wait for somebody to do something yeah. for you that yeah, you can't, can't sit and wait. You can't sit and wait. I get that, but to me. My Reuben Paul's definition of a friend is somebody you can count on. And if you're my friend and I'm in a position to help you as a friend, I should help you. And right. friendship should be reciprocal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now if we're just cool, if we're just boys, if we're just uh, uh, what's the, uh, peers or coworkers yeah. or whatever, that's different. And there's a difference, and I've I've had to define the difference between that person is my friend or this is somebody that I'm really cool with. Mm -hmm. And that has helped me not become angry or bitter. Or oh yeah, when when somebody when you kind of go oh well 
Yeah. Well, I thought he might throw Cause I just, a bone. Yeah, because I just yeah. think, you know, if you're in a position to help somebody, you should. Yeah. Because nobody gets to where they are by themselves anyway. I mean, that's what everybody likes to tell themselves. Like, man, I did it on my own. Nobody helped me. No. Someone... Help, help you some, along there's usually something the way. somewhere somewhere yeah, the, it, whether somewhere. it's whether it's through a big agency through a development deal or through another comedian's fan base yeah or um, or even a, a comedian putting in a word for you or in a word. or somebody you know who who is an exec somewhere and goes hey I like like there's always and, and this is outside of entertainment I don't I believe no, no one no one becomes successful by themselves. Whether yeah. it's your mom giving you a, a word of encouragement, uh, whether uh, it's your grandmother. grandparents give gave you a loan to get your business started, or so, I mean something, something. Yeah, something. a guy who just saw your set and likes you and goes, "Hey, man, I'm going to help you." Right. So no one makes it on their own, no matter how big you are. And I think the people who realize that are the most uh, grounded. But I think the frustrating thing. You know, for me in this business, and and I know for you also in this conversation, is people who claim to be our friends could easily make a difference in your life, and don't right. for whatever reason. So I've I've had to go back and redefine what that relationship is. And sometimes I've been put in a position where I've I've had to accept like, well, you know what, I'm that person's friend, but they're not my friend. Yeah, they're not my friend. Yeah, and. It saddens me when we hear things about comedians. Like uh, we just lost Siddiqui Fuller uh, yeah. not too long ago. So and then we had Anthony Bourdain who killed himself. And then we had um, Kate um, Spade. Kate Spade who killed, who, who they said it was suicide also. Yes. With her. And it just made me think because with social media, when somebody passes, I don't know if all the old memories flood back to our minds, but I think of Siddiqui and a lot of comments that I heard. Now, again, I don't know the depths and the level of his relationship with other people, but when you see all these, you know, obituaries right. that they're writing for him on on online, on um, you're media. thinking to yourself, well, where was all this support when he was alive? Mm, I see. Well, where was this he was a great comic when he was alive. Mm -hmm. Where was when, you know, he couldn't get a gig and you have the ability to hook up and Siddiqui would ask you. <laughs> that's, what, that's one thing about Siddiqui. He would yeah, ask. You knew him a little bit better. I, yeah. I knew him, but I, again, this is a, he, he, for me was sort of in that category of like, I'd run in him every now and then. And yeah, and he was co always cool. Great guy. Mm -hmm. Funny. I always, he was always funny. Always made me laugh. Um, but and you knew him better because you you guys I mean he you helped him early on early on with comedy and everything I mean and, that's and, a that's a huge deal and I'm not saying this to um, yeah you know to 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 put it out there like Siddiqui died dead and broke and he was mm -hmm. not, it was it's not about that but it's just interesting because I I knew his struggle yeah you know we're all as comics trying to get to the next level that's why even with Ruby Tuesdays I try to give comedians opportunity that I feel deserve opportunities That's right. that I can help. Some of these comics, I don't even really know that well. Yeah. But if I, I'm not a hater. If I see that they're talented yeah. and I see they can benefit the show, why not give them that and opportunity? Somebody might see them. Yes. And 
maybe they're something you know, they're regular at the Laugh Factory or something else. Yeah, and you, right. and you never know. But it's just always sad to me, man. Where you know some guys will be in a position and they don't even realize that just a little bit of help for somebody who's supposed to be your friend yeah. can go a long way. Some guys won't even push like on a post. <laughs> it's it's right. hilarious. They'll scroll right past yeah. it. Like, dude, what is it going to cost you <laughs> just, to, just to hit the like button? Yeah. Or, dude, if I had millions of followers and you're my friend, I'm not just talking about somebody I was cool with. You're my friend. It's like, oh, Johnny's doing what? Man, let me retweet that for Johnny. Yeah. Let me repost let me, that for Johnny. What is it going to cost me? Yeah. It's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. You'll get some that that and especially in the social media days, you can just help somebody through social media. You don't even got to put them on your Doesn't, TV you show. You don't even have to live, you don't even have to you don't have to get out of bed. Yeah. To do that. No. By the way, you can it's wake like, up. Oh. oh, you grab your phone and you go, "Oh man, I didn't know Ruben was doing that. You know what? I'm gonna repost, repost this, this before I even brush my teeth. And dude, you you know you 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 that repost easy. it. Yeah, it's that easy. And um, April Macy posted something on uh, funny comedian, a very funny comedian, uh, and she's a she's a she's a friend also. But she posted this, and it struck me. And it goes, uh, support your friends, listen to their ideas, go to their events, share their posts. Celebrate in their victories and remind them of their importance after their failures. A little support can go a very long way in someone's life. And we have people who are dealing with depression just in life and, you know, especially in the entertainment industry because a lot of times people get caught up in comparing themselves to others. It's, 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 and it's, it's hard not, that's hard not to and sometimes. It, and, it, yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's hard uh, not to do. And, and I just wish, on that one, yeah. I just wish a, a lot of times we were just more aware. I mean, we are in a very narcissistic art form, yeah. you know, cause it's stand up comedy and we're on stage alone. And I guess how I was raised with, you know, I had two parents who were missionaries and who dedicated their lives to helping other people. And that was passed down to me. So my mentality is a little different. And let me just say this for the record. I'm not passing judgment on anybody because you never know every other's, every circumstance out there. You might look from the outside in and go, yeah. hey, man, why isn't this person helping this person? Like, you don't, you don't know the ins and outs of it. Mm-hmm. But on his basic level, when you know somebody is struggling and the person who's super successful knows this person is struggling, you would think that, I would hope that yeah. they would try to do something to make their friend's life just a little bit better. So Yeah, and I'm kind of with you then, then. Then then you have to go, well, maybe this person isn't my friend after all. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Uh, because, you know, I mean, there's times, you know, we've, we've done this a lot. We, we call each other on the phone sometimes, and I'll be like, hey, man, uh, you know, somebody contacts us. Uh-huh. We can't do the gig. We can't. I can't tell you how many n- names I've thrown. Absolutely. Now, you know, there's times I don't know whether they end up reaching out to that co- those comics mm-hmm. and those comics end up getting booked or not. Yeah. But, uh, but we've been contacted numerous times looking for somebody. Da, 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 da. Do you have an up and coming Latino guy that you do or girl? Yeah. Or do you have a. And we've always been like, we get on the phone and it's a casual thing with us. Yeah. It's not even like it's a big deal when we talk about it. Absolutely. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what, dude? They contact me about this. I ended up throwing so-and-so's name and so-and-so's mm-hmm. name in the hat. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think he'd, they'd be great for the club. Blah, blah, blah. We've always done that without ever. I don't expect 
Imagine anything like, most in return. Of the time, those uh, those comics, I don't even contact them. Going, hey, just so you know, mm-hmm. I threw your name for that festival, and yeah. I told them you'd be great for the da 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 yeah. whatever. I mean, there's uh, there's been and, and it, here's the thing. Some of them aren't even like great friends. They're just I just know they're right for the. That- that project that, whatever, or that part or whatever. that part, that thing, whatever. And, and here's the thing, Johnny, and this is not to say that um, you shouldn't expect anything in return. But my mom used to always say a true giver doesn't expect anything in return. Yeah. So that's how I try to operate. When I do something for somebody, I don't expect them to do anything for me back. And follow me on this, people, because I I'm, I don't want to be contradictory in terms of support. But again, when I put it under the umbrella of friendship, under friendship, under friendship, then yeah, I'm not saying you have to because I did this for you, you have to do this for me. But at some point, as your friend, you should want what's best for me. Yeah. As my friend, as you you being my friend, I want to see you successful. I want to. I want because you know to we're, see... we're, what we're gonna do. We, exactly. we say this all the time. Yeah, we get that big break. Uh, we're like, Ruben, you know, you're coming with me. Yeah, Ruben's like, Johnny, you know, you're coming with me on this. And Absolutely. Then, whatever. And I, I, I just because I look at it like this. I know how great you are, and a lot of people know how great you are, but I feel like the masses should know how great you are. Correct. And, and same here. Same, and same I appreciate yes. that. And in. So whatever I could do to facilitate that, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And it's not just you. There's other people. Like Jamie Masada will tell you, the owner of the Laugh Factory. I've referred a few people and gotten comics into the Laugh Factory yeah. who are doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they didn't have to ask. I just go, hey, man, you should be getting more spots here. Well, how come you don't work the Laugh Factory? And if I can help get you in, I'll do that. And if you're not my friend, I don't expect anything in return. But if we do become friends down, you know, down the line where I consider you a friend and and for people listening, I want you to understand when I say friend, I mean it in the truest sense. I'm not talking about casually somebody you're cool acquaintance. with acquaintance. No. There's people that you're really cool with and acquaintance with. And there's some people that you considered a friend. A friend is, hey, I'm broken down on the side of the freeway. Can you come get me? You know, or somebody you talk to on the phone with, somebody you text with regularly, somebody you support. Friends should support yeah. each other. Yeah. Me and Tony Rock have this hashtag we use sometimes. It says friends support friends. Mm. And I just think this is lacking. So this is not coming from a trying to shit on anybody or call anybody out or saying some, this person should do this or you should do that. I'm just saying in your lives, whatever it is, take a second sometimes just to think about people in your circle. I get yeah. caught up into it's all about Ruben, you know, because we are still striving and trying to achieve and get to where we're trying we've to get some, to. We've had some great stuff and yes. some great successes uh, in our own right. But, Absolutely. But, you know, but we, we, we sometimes, like you said earlier, that that race, uh, it gets hard. you got to keep that race out of your head, the mm-hmm. race with people. I'm talking race about racing, you know, getting yeah. to that finish line or what you, what we all think is the finish line. A yeah. lot of people get there and then they kind of go, you know, I was happier without all, the, without all this money and problems, yeah. which does happen a lot as well. So, um, and, and I've, I've learned, I'm learning more now as much as I can to uh, it, just enjoy it. Cause it's this journey. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at you, you hear successful people later on that, you know, let's just say successful in the sense of yeah. they in the entertainment wise, they made it, man. They're yeah, they're comfortable. They've got a house. They got a mansion. They don't have to worry about paying their bills. They don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yet you hear these people talk and they'll and they'll go, man, do I miss the nights of hanging out at the at the club 
and that, uh, you know, and, and being around my comic friends, mm-hmm. I, cause you know, they, a lot of them don't get to do that anymore. Yeah, they don't. And that's, so, and, and I think that's why you have to, you know, create that circle. Like I, I have a friend who's in Kevin Hart's circle. Okay. And I'm happy that he's in that circle and he's living a, a great life and he deserves it. Um, I know Kevin well. You know, we came up together. Uh, we were friends, played man together all the time. I'm not mad at Kevin or feels that Kevin should do anything for me, per se. But it's it's great to see that he's doing something for his crew. Yeah. For his guys. Yeah, he's good. That's he's, what I'm talking dude, about. How about Adam about, Sandler? Yeah. Can we talk about Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler <laughs> he's still doing Chris it. Rock, there's guys that they, they, they take care. He doesn't even need to do that anymore. Yeah. They take care of their crew. still doing so it. So I just want, want people to understand who's listening. I, we're not saying it from a perspective of, oh, come help Ruben and Johnny because we're fine and we're going to be fine. Wait, hold but, on. What was that? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Um, <laughs> well, maybe Johnny one, is saying That's come a one track. Right. No. Well, maybe no. we are saying, but. No. No, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm joking. We're, that's I'm joking. not what we're saying. I'm just saying, if you get anything about this episode of the podcast, no matter what you do, whether you're in entertainment, at your job, just people in your lives, it's so easy to get caught up into me, myself, and I that yeah. we should take time sometimes, like check in on the people that are in your life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even realize, man, people are hurting around us. People are struggling around us. Like, hey, man, are you okay? Are you good? And not this, and especially in the entertainment business, like, how are you doing? And we think it means, like, what projects yeah, are you working right, on? Right, right. And, and that's cool to say that, but also it's like, how are you doing? How's yeah. your mom, man? How's your sister? How's your cousin? I remember you told me your cousin was in the hospital. Correct. You know, how's your grandmother doing? And, you know, and, is and, your dog okay? Because I remember, you know, you posted something about going to the vet. Are you yeah. all right? We don't, I don't think we do that enough as human beings, and especially in this business. All I'm saying is when you're in the position to help somebody and to make a difference in somebody's life, you should. Yeah. And, and also for the, for the people who don't really mean it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you know, that can come in, that can happen sometimes. It's kind of an awkward moment when yeah. somebody's like, Hey man, so you know, how you been? And you're actually Thinking that they, they really care, really, really care. <laughs> you go, you go. You know what, dude? I just, you know, I've been going through some stuff recently in my family, mm-hmm. and it was, and they're like, uh huh, right. And they get their drink, and they're like, man, you know, Talk sorry to, to hear that, man. man. <laughs> yeah, they, later, dude. I got a spot. I'm up. I'm up next. But see, so, yeah. So got to be careful with that. As but that's well. how you. That's how you go back to deciphering, De- deciphering. a friend. Yes. from it's somebody like, that's cool. You, uh, shift. Yeah, you, uh, you got to sift through it. Sift, sift through yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, it's so, so funny you say that uh, reaching out. Uh, first of all, the um, you know I thought it was interesting seeing some reactions with um, the first of all the uh, overpouring love for Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Yeah, uh, I, you know on the female side too with 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 Kate Spade, I saw a lot of that too for these mm-hmm. women who grew up with you know I mean I mean not grew up but just the last fifteen years or so with her her merchandise and they loved what she did. But the thing with Bourdain really affected a lot of people but then it's weird because there's always got to be people who just got to rub who just got to go against the grain and i actually saw some people on social media Mm -hmm. questioning the the love that um not only that all these comics had for anthony bourdain but everybody in general i never heard anybody any of you post anything about anthony bourdain before he died yeah i don't remember and the weird thing is what are we supposed to do? Just constantly go. Anthony I watched Bourdain another episode of, yeah. of of Anthony Bourdain. The dude was 
awesome. Yeah. And I, his Parts Unknown, man, was just such an amazing show. But I just... It's weird that people go to that sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, a, it's I mean, I get it. It's our overpouring of, but at the same time, how do you know that we're, but, Anthony Bourdain wasn't the type of uh, celebrity that you just, it's not like a, like a Kardashian. Yeah. It's, it's just like, he's this dude that everybody just, not, I guess, I guess we all secretly love this dude. Yeah. Well, he, let, me, let me, just, let me just say this. And some people we know are just contrarians. They, whatever is out there, they like to do the complete, They'd like to go the other way or have the from the country of Contraria. Yeah. Yes. So they they like to be, you know, anti whatever somebody's posting. Yeah. But I will say this, and for people who say this, you never know. See, that's one thing that's dope about art, because art, whether it be comedy, whether it be music or celebrity, because celebrity has an effect on you. Because it's something that we all have ac- access to in terms of being able to consume, whether it's albums, mm. whether it's movies, and we'll get into whether, music. We're gonna be doing all the yeah, music, and whether, whether it's too. albums, yeah. whether it's it's uh, whether it's comedy albums or TV shows or music or whatever. They're in our homes, or in our cars, or on our phones constantly, and I always hear. Well, such and such died and everybody else is going crazy. But what about the soldiers? You know, are the kid, somebody died here, somebody died there. Here's the difference, people. We don't know them. Yeah. So am I supposed to get up every morning and go, a baby just died somewhere in the world and just start weeping and post on Facebook that we don't know them and you only put out what people are familiar with. You know, or you have to explain who that person is to you. Yeah. And when, when a lot of people took Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson passed, a lot of people took that hard. And then there's a lot of those posts that you're talking about yeah. that are similar to the Bourdain post. And it's like, dude, you have no idea. I've been listening to Michael Jackson for X amount of years. years. Yeah. I, you know, when I listen to some of his music, it reminds me of specific times in my life. I remember when I listened to this song, mm-hmm. I was going through this. Yeah. My mom just died. And I remember listening to this song what whatever whatever artist same with same with prince by the way yeah wh- is, whether it's prince yeah. whoever it is they've done things that have touched the general public and they deserve that adulation if they had that effect on you it's not that you have to talk about all the time when richard pryor passed i didn't know richard pryor i mm-hmm. met him one time but i didn't know him yeah. but when he passed i was devastated why was I devastated? Because I grew up listening to him. I felt like I knew him. Yeah, we feel like we I know can, these. You know, you yeah. can record his, report his albums. You, you, you learn. I learned so much. And just most comedians, especially African-American comedians, but, you know, Richard Pryor arguably is considered the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah, he's great. Whether you believe that or not, he's still in that consideration. Yeah. He's your favorite comedian's favorite comedian, possibly. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, he's you, your when, favorite yeah, comedian's most favorite comics comedian. Go, yeah, it's, it's always prior. I and, mean, even Seinfeld says that. Yeah, and, and now it's probably a generational thing because, yeah. you know, so if you're grow, a millennial, you didn't but, grow up hearing it, and you're probably like, what's so great about that? It's like, uh... Because the... Pro- but remember, we have this conversation. Yeah. The problem with younger with people a generation who did not grow up listening and they and they have not gone back to listening when they do hear him yeah they go oh man he's doing what such and so did. they don't realize he was the blueprint no, he was the <laughs> <laughs> he was the blueprint and and you and, know and, what and eddie then, murphy did what cedric did whatever dl myself you know most storytelling storytelling the, yeah. the transparency 
the honesty. Honesty. I mean, he uh, ripped his chest pain. open on stage. The pain that he talked yeah. about, you know, that influenced that, generations yeah. of comedians. Right. So if he passes away and I want to post about it, yeah, you can tell me that uh, a, a, a soldier just died in Iraq and my heart goes out because they fight for our freedoms yeah. every day. But don't attack me because I'm paying homage to somebody who had a deep impact on my life or whatever, whether you get that or not. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain entertained people. He made people want to travel. Yeah. You know, me being in, uh, a comic traveling internationally and me it, and you talked about doing shows similar. Yeah. As he was like a, a blueprint yes. for a lot of that. He was. And when you, when I go to places like Jakarta or the Middle East and places yeah. that you've gone and uh -huh. I've gone, uh, China, when I'm traveling through China, yeah. it'll be, it was like, man, Anthony Bourdain yeah. went to places like this yeah. and tried this type of right. food and drank with these type of people. Yeah. And it just, it, it gave you a little bit more courage. At least for me, I can speak for myself. It gave me courage to get outside of my comfort zone right. because I watched a television show. Excuse me. I watched a television show of a man who traveled everywhere and interacted with different types of people. I mean, from and third immersed world, himself. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it didn't in the culture. Or, I mean, or the, the, the photo alone of him and Obama Sitting on those, like Obama had, had tweeted out after his, 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 he passed saying, you know, we were on these cheap plastic chairs uh, drinking. I don't know if they were in the, it was it the Philippines. I can't remember where they were mm. uh, drinking an ice cold beer, eating blah, 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 food, amazing blah, 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 food, street food it, or something. It, it like was, that. Yeah, they were in, there was a photo. You see it on his tweet. Okay. And it's a great photo. And it's basically, he's like, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. We're amongst these people. You know, they're all eating. They're not even paying Obama any any attention. <laughs> they're worried about their food, like you talk about. Exactly. You know, it's about the food. Yes. So, um, but I agree that uh, same thing. And then you know, we we uh, coming up with. Remember, I wanted. To, I had some comedy, some comedian travel idea shows, mm -hmm. and it was always off of of going. I didn't want to ever do where I'm just this silly guy. You know, doing, at, at the local parade, stuff, at the, making at the, fun of the locals, just and, making fun of people. Yeah. And, I, and I remember even having pitch, you know, if I was pitching something or a meeting, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, though, but why don't we go outside of the touristy spots and why don't we find some people that are homeless mm -hmm. or some people in the bad areas mm -hmm. that we can talk to? Like, and that's all because of uh, Bourdain. Bourdain. Because I, I, there's actually a, a show right now that I'm involved with that's uh, in development, it's an international based show based on because I've traveled so many places and I'm going back to South Africa in August mm -hmm. uh, with my boy David Cow, who's actually going to be in L.A. So he'll be on the Ruby Tuesday show um, sometime in June this, okay. this, this month. David Cow? David Cow, K-A-U. K-A-U. Uh, okay. He's a huge comedian from South Africa. Okay. Uh, he does huge theaters and arenas. Like He does shows, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people. He packs them in. I call him the Chris Tucker of South Africa. That's fine. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> all the black people love him in South Africa. He's really popular. Where Trevor Noah was more of a mainstream guy mm, right. and came over to the States. But uh, David Cow was the first black comedian, I think, of record in South Africa. Because comedy is fairly new, stand-up comedy, and yeah. this was post-apartheid. You know, apartheid, you know, was... Um, made illegal or deconstructed or whatever the word is uh, in the 90s. Yeah. And then David Cow started doing stand-up after that. So he was one of the mm. first black comedians ever. You know, so 
uh, he has a great story. We should actually get him on on the podcast. We have to. We, I mean, we have to, man. man. That's uh, and he does a show called Blacks Only, and it's a it's a play on apartheid. Everybody's welcome. You're right. He already has people blacks only, um, but it's a joke. The the title yeah. is a joke in itself, and in his show is, uh, is he always has like a white comic on the show or uh, an Indian comic. He mixes it up, yeah, but he calls the show blacks only because everything in 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 South South Africa for a long time used to be whites only. Oh, yeah. So there are right. places that black people couldn't He's, go. So when apartheid was over, he came up with the idea to do a comedy show called Blacks Only. Yeah. So for you See, listening to that, relax, take a deep breath. That we're all good. We're all good. Put your phone down. <laughs> Don't start sending out negative uh, posts. No. Uh, but it's See, a, it's he, a sounds like, show. he sounds like somebody that would have liked the title of us to be Blacky and Flaky. He sounds like he would have liked that. No. Uh, no. I, will, I will not. I, will <laughs> I not, think Tommy liked it. No, I will not. I can't be a. I can't be called blacky. No, I'm blacky. You're flaky. No, but I'm actually black and you're flaky. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Brown and browner would have been another one that would have been pretty good. Brown and browner. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We can do no, whatever we're not we want. Do we do color. No, we. I like. Wait. What? what? Well, we might change um, the name of the podcast. We we might. What? We, we no, might. that was a real what on that one. I know. I know it was a real what. I, I'm just letting that out right now. Oh, well, right now it's called Wait What, but we might want to change it. We don't know. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, man. All right. Anyway, it's like the, the Beatles changed their name. Yeah. Did the Rolling Stones change their name? They might have. We just didn't know about it. We, we probably. Well, they, probably they were other the names. Ra- the Raiders early. used to be called something before they were the Raiders. What were they called, Johnny? No, that the it the the that they they, they were, were going, going to, to be the Oakland Seniors. Yes, that was what was voted upon by the people of Oakland. But then, in a vote on on they put it on radio and all these other places, and they and believe it or not, people they were going it won it was they were going to be the Oakland Seniors. But there was immediate um, not backlash. They were making. Uh, there was a lot of jokes uh-huh. being made about that name. So Al Davis said, never mind on that. And he went with the second the or third Raiders. one, which was the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, which would have been a, the Oakland seniors would have had a guy in a helmet that looked probably like me, but with a mustache and a sombrero. Yeah. And I'm, gl- I'm glad that we went another route. Yeah, he, uh, uh, me too. On that one, actually, <laughs> Can you imagine growing. I, I would never but, be. But, a t- but there are there are a lot of Mexicans at the game, so they could have been this. I mean, it, 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 he I he mean, had no idea. Going what to was, a Raider game is like you're you're basically. No, but you know what? I, I will say this, and and you know this uh, from. We're both big Raider fans, by the way. And, and going to the games with me, you know, one thing that's dope about the Raider games that like. I think because of L.A., when the Raiders were here, people just think it was all Mexicans and blacks and it was a gang environment mm. and you'd get beat up at a Raiders game. That was really synonymous with Los Angeles at the time. It was lo- it was definitely and, Los and, Angeles, And that man. reputation has carried. And a but lot of my friends that I've brought into games yeah. like, man, am I going to be okay? Yeah. You know, somebody going to beat me down? It's like, no, dude, you're fine. And when you when I go to the Raider games, it's usually the white people who yeah, are the, the rowdy. It's those white guys that yeah. were the rowdiest. Yeah, like, like the Bronco fans are like, you suck! <laughs> and, and all the black dudes are like, hey, dude, come over here and get yeah, a drink, we, we man. We don't even care. They're, they're, you know, all the, the uh, tailgating, there's they're barbecuing, and there's all this different kinds of food. And the Bronco guys, people walking through, and we were, all of us, the yeah, blacks and like, Latinos hey, are like, come hey, over you, guys, you guys want a drink? Yeah. You guys want, and, then, and then 
later on, we're like uh, walking we hear, around. We hear, we hear somebody, like, you get the hell out of here, man. F <laughs> off, dude. And we turn around, we're like, oh my gosh. Come on, Gary and Kyle. Pull it back, bro. Come on, Chad. Leave him alone. <laughs> but that's what um, uh, but that's that's one thing that um that I do love about um going to the Raider games, just seeing everybody coming together to support a team no matter what your background is. Yeah. And, and that's what's dope about sports. I mean, I have my issues with the NFL right now, and we'll talk about that on a, another podcast. But the whole getting back to uh, Ethy Bourdain and the success and Kate Spade and, and, and the passing mm-hmm. and, and how people are post and how it affected people, you know, whenever somebody passes, whether it's uh, a personal passing, whether you have a family member pass – whether it's a celebrity that passed, coworker, whatever, we all say, "Hey, man, life is short. Let the people in your life know yeah. that you love them. Let you know, just just be more aware." And that's what we're saying in a nutshell. But a lot of times we post things and don't act on them. Yeah, and we need to start acting on the things that we say instead of letting a post. You know, you post it on Monday and then by Friday is back to business as usual. I'm not saying weep at your keyboard or in front of your phone all day long, but really learn those lessons. You know, I lost my mom and and dad tragically, as you know, and that has really given me compassion for people who lose people because I've been there. Yeah. And I will never forget ever, ever in my life, forget what it was like to get that phone call. And so whether you know somebody that you love is about to die and you're able to have those moments to tell them how you feel about them or if it happens tragically and unexpectedly, we should still take inventory of our immediate circle and see if we're doing all we can for each other. Yeah. You know, whether it's checking in on somebody, whether it's a pat on the back, whether it's telling somebody good set, whether it's hitting like on a post, whether it's reposting something, retweeting something, whatever. Or even just, how you been, man? How you been, man? You okay? You good, dude? And, yeah. And, or and, girl, you and good? I, I could literally read a list of names of comics that a lot of our listeners would know that we're friends, me and you both are friends with, who struggle with depression. Yeah, no, and I've and I've struggled with depression. Oh, this again. This and this goes back to that. Um, it's for those of you out there who are in this in in, in this business, and that and that goes with actors and Absolutely. everybody else and singers and everybody else as well. But um, specifically with comedians, I mean, we see it a lot. And then earlier, just to just to kind of bring that back. That whole you know the race is with just with ourselves. It's, with ourselves, it's hard. Man. No one can it, get. What is meant for you was meant for somebody. That's why yeah. I really focus on the work. I try. Let me just use the word yeah, try because yeah. what, what we're saying is easier said than done in certain instances. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, if you truly believe in how I was raised, I just truly believe that I don't have to be jealous of anybody else because what's meant for them is what's it's meant, meant for, for them. them. It's their is pa- their path, all, their journey, their it's, gig. It's their it's their thing, man. You yeah. know, uh, you know. And I'm, if somebody beats you out, guess what? That wasn't meant for it, it just you. Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't for you. Doesn't mean that something better. Something. Hey, better. look, I, I tried those those those, which I was always against reality competitions, and mm-hmm. you know, I tr- I went, I tried to do the 
last comic standing a couple of times and it didn't work out for me. It just wasn't my, it just wasn't, wasn't meant for me either. Yeah. And I, and then for other, other people, I'm like, Oh wow. They, they, oh man, they got through yeah. and they made it to the top 10 mm-hmm. and they made it to the top. And I was like, that was their path, their, their lane. Yeah. It's just like, you know how much I love track and everything. Was yeah. big. But it's the same thing. We're just running in our We're lane. lane. And, and try to stay in your lane and, just, and focus and stay, on that. It, that's another thing is staying in your lane and not trying to do what other people are but doing. But let me piggyback and, on that, though, Johnny. You know, I, I do like the lane analogy. and But on the flip side, I don't like the race analogy because we're not competing against anybody else. You know, and I think well, a lot of times we feel like we are. And I think the industry makes us feel like we are. True. But if you're looking at it in a, a, a higher sense, a spiritual sense, if me and you are going out, which we wouldn't, but if me and you are going out for the same role – and you got the role in the natural, in the present sense, we go, well, Johnny beat me out for that role. But in the wider sense is, no, that role was meant for him. It wasn't meant yeah. for you. Right. So the next thing, you know what I mean? It wasn't well, yours it's to like, you know, I went out for have. the I went out for the same thing that uh, Eric, Eric, you know, Eric Griffin ended up getting um, Montez uh-huh. for working. I went oh, out, I went I out for that. that. And, um, uh, it was even though it was written, you and I could because sometimes they open up and go all ethnicities, mm-hmm. even though it says African American on there, yeah. whatever. But you know what? I remember Eric called me and said, you know, I got it, and yeah. I was like, oh, hey man, good for you, Eric. Hey man, I read for that. And yeah. I didn't go, and I remember making a weird choice on that one. By the way, okay, I went because it said African American. Eric was is and great it was in the role. Per- it was perfect. And then you look at what, where where it had how things have changed for Eric. And that role was perfect for him, and yeah. he, he or he was perfect for that role. role. And he and did it, great, and he did, and he's done great, and he's moved on to a lot of great stuff. And we know Eric really well. We could, yeah. that's somebody we definitely got to have on oh, here. Oh, absolutely. And we can, <laughs> we can, we're gonna <laughs> the juggernaut, the juggernaut. <laughs> oh, here we go, Sanchez. <laughs> anyway, I love but, Eric Griffin. But we love Eric, but yeah. but that's that's a perfect. Sometimes example. Eric can be a little. He can bit. be a little bit a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he can be a little bit a lot. Anyway, um, by the way. Uh, just so uh, I just want to get this in because um, and people can watch it uh, since we're talking about Anthony Bourdain and and Kate Spade and, and depression and everything. I happen to see I was watching. Uh, I was on Megan Kelly yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, it was this young uh, guy that uh, attempted. He attempted suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge in back in. 2000, I believe, or 2001, uh, 2003, I can't remember. But anyway. He survived. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, interesting thing was, but you were talking about this earlier about people going up to people going, hey, man, how are you? And how are you doing? And all this. He um, he had been going through uh, some medical issues and he was constantly in pain and he just got to the point where he just couldn't, he just didn't want to live anymore. So he goes to the Golden Gate Bridge and he said to himself as he left his house, as he was going to walk to the, if somebody comes up to me or if somebody says hello and starts to talk to me, and shows some compassion or that they care about me as a human being, I'm not going to do it. So he gets up to the bridge and he's already getting to the point where he's about to jump. And he sees this lady walking toward him. And he specifically says she had blonde, curly hair. He's going to remember her specifically. And she's, and she has a smile on her face and she's like, hi, excuse me. Can you take some pictures of me? So Mm. she hands him, her phone. And it wasn't like this lady just wanted one picture. 
She's like, and can you get another one with me like this? And he said, five minutes. And he's thinking to himself, man, I'm here to jump off this bridge. And mm. this lady hasn't really even asked my name and where I'm from and what. Took the pictures. Thank, thank you. And she walked away. And he went, well, that's it's my point. Yeah. So gets on the bridge. He jumps. Says the millisecond he let go, he regretted it. Now, it only took him four and a half seconds to go 225 feet at 75 miles an hour, right? Hits the water, comes, comes back up. He's alive. Oh, wow. Now, he's like, doesn't want to die. Well, he didn't want to die those four and a half seconds. seconds. Oh, okay? Could you imagine? See, that's the thing. Go and ahead, that's go what ahead, he, and that was his point. And I'll get to the point that he said, because I think, and, and hopefully you guys can find it on, on uh, Megan Kelly on maybe NBC.com or something. It's a great interview, um, but I, I want to give them, this is the meaty part to me so he gets up he starts he's trying to swim as hard as he can to the shore and uh-huh. that's close to where the bridge yeah he can't use his legs he doesn't know but his back's broken oh so he's trying he keeps oh. going under he gets going falling going under now he doesn't want to die now he's going oh my god i don't want to drown okay all of a sudden he sees something circling around him he immediately thinks it's it's he's like it's, it's a shark yeah and now he's thinking Oh my God! I'm about. I'm gonna get eaten. I don't want to die. <laughs> so the, this creature is going around him and then nudging him every now and then. And the water there was creating a buoyancy. And he's like this. He's thinking to himself, "This is the nicest shark in the world, right?" Uh-huh. The the people from above had witnessed it. They called and then they sent the coast guard. They pick him up. He survives. Now he's an advocate for, you know, suicide. suicide and everything. Right? Yeah. Well, he was doing an interview on something and was talking about this, what he thought was a shark. Uh, he goes, I guess the shark was trying to keep. And some man that had witnessed it contacted him and said, uh, whatever his name, he's like, hey, man, I was there and I saw you jump in and I, it is, it is it's been excruciating for me because I never knew what happened to you all these years. Uh, he said, I'm so happy that you're like, by the way, that was a sea lion, not a shark. Oh, wow. So the sea lion was circling around him, keeping the, the, the waves were keeping him wow. buoyant and it was nudging him. Now, wow. when he's now, when he went back to about that lady, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's like going, whoa, wait, she kept me five minutes longer up there than what. So, so when the he had hit, so it wouldn't, even, wouldn't even have been there. there. Yeah. So then he looked at that lady as like, wow, she, even though she was there about pictures and hey, but she picked me mm-hmm. and it happened. And, uh, and by the way, the, he's got a documentary. I haven't, I'm going to watch it, but it's called, he's got a new documentary. It just came out in, I think, February. Um, I think he's doing interviews now because of everything that's going on with like uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Uh, but it's called um, Suicide, the Ripple Effect. Mm. That's the documentary. So um, I just wanted to share that because I watched it, it yesterday, man. And, but, and, and, but his main thing was this, Rube. When, when people, you know, thoughts come into people's minds, sometimes like, well, I mean, it would be better if I'm not around or mm-hmm. what's the point? I'm not getting any better at this. Um, his one thing was do not let those thoughts become your destiny. Yeah. You know, don't it, leave. He goes, he said, man, he goes, the millisecond he let, let go, go, 
he knew it was a mistake. Biggest mistake. And, and, and that's why, Johnny, a lot of times when people do commit suicide, they find drug and alcohol in their system because Correct. that keeps them from having the that, rational, the rational thought, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's very important. And, and thank you for sharing that story. Cause I didn't know anything about that story, but it's connected to everything that we've been talking about on this podcast totally. is you just never know what a kind word, like just really think about when this is not talking about, we're not like it's the little things. It doesn't have to be it's extraordinary. Little, you don't have to yeah. give somebody a hundred thousand dollars. You don't have to and five for you. Yeah, and five for me. Yeah, and <laughs> and and spend. No, you know what I mean? And and yeah. like, just the little things can make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And sometimes, when you're talking, even with social media, it's it's like, dude, you have four hundred and ninety-seven thousand followers. We've been friends for fifteen years. Can you hit like? Can you can you retweet? retweet? Can you repost and retweet? You know I'm out here in these streets, you know, trying to make it happen. Can you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I d- I don't think it's done maliciously. They just don't think about it. And I'm just saying, if you get anything from this podcast, let's just take a moment not to just think about ourselves and think about the people we supposedly care about in our lives and see if we could do something to make their lives a little bit easier. You know the phrase, "Am I my brother's keeper?" You know, yeah. and we are, you know, and if it's biblically love thy neighbor as you love yourself, mm-hmm. you know, if if everyone operated in that aspect, then I think the world would be a lot, more, uh, a, a lot better. And I know some people might think this sounds cheesy, but I'm sure there's people listening to us that are dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts yeah. and, and just know that. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because suicide has gone up in our country. Yeah. Um, you know, when you read these statistics, you probably know. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah it's uh, it's up 25%. Yeah, it's out of 30%, but yeah, you it, might be right. Well, certain states, it is 30%. Yeah. Um, so think about that, and, people. And, and, and listen, man, suicide takes, it's every 12 minutes, somebody commits suicide in America. Every 12 minutes. And, and it's one, now, not that there's a positive, but the here's a good thing. At one there's one suicide for every 25 attempts, which, mm-hmm. you know, well, good. There's only, I mean, not good, but it's better than 10 for 25 or whatever. But every 12 minutes, I didn't realize it was that often. And that's just so, that's so scary. Man. So if we're in a society where, where suicide is up, then, you know, this is something that needs to be addressed and not just once. Like we need to talk about it. That's the problem. We avoid conversations. We don't talk about these things. It's taboo to talk about yeah. depression and suicide. And everybody wants everybody to think they're happy and everything is okay. And everything's not okay all the time. But everything will be okay. Yeah. Everything will be, we'll okay. be okay. So it's always going to get better. And I just think now we need comedy, you know, more than ever. You know, get out the house, interact with the people you love and care about. That's. I mean, thing. how That's- many times do we get people come up to us, man, you know, we think we're we're over here picking our sets apart, and yes. yeah, I was all right. I was a little off. I lost them here, mm-hmm. and then you get these people walk up going, "Okay, I'm going through chemo, and I just needed thank you, thank you for this, thank you." I mean, right? I mean, people Absolutely, have talked about. Man. I've just been going through a divorce. You know, I I've been. You know how dark my situation was Absolutely. with my separation and being yeah. away from my daughter. Hey, man, you know, I, I I I I've said this over and over, man. The the comedy club. And my comedic friends, 
uh, helped me. Ruben being one of them helped me immensely during to the, get through four years ago. Time. When I, yeah, it and, was you know when you're not brutal, work, and then sometimes you're just not working. You're not booking anything. Nothing yeah. seems to be going right in your life. Yeah. We all go through that. Yeah. Stay the course, man. Get out to a comedy club. Speaking of coming out to a comedy club, let's come out to Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug, man. Shameless plugs, but no. I, I run a show. No, it's a great show. It's a great at show. At the Laugh Factory. Do it every Tuesday. It's called Ruby Tuesdays. I'm the host. Johnny has done the show a number of times. Yeah, I've had great. everybody on from Diverse. Bill yeah. Burr to George Lopez to Russell Peters. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. Dion Cole. I mean, the list goes on and yeah, on yeah. and on. And uh, the show is about diversity and, and more importantly, celebrating diversity. So come out and get a, lot, uh, a laugh. I got a great lineup uh, next week. I got uh, Ian Bag, very very funny from Last oh, Comic hilarious. Standing, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, another see Last Comic Standing guy. Yeah, yeah. and has done great and has been funny for a long time. Oh, He's forever. On the show Christina Walkinshaw, Canadian comedian, very funny. Nick Carthon, a very funny dude. Maranzio Vance is on the show. Some of you guys might uh, uh, recognize yeah, Maranzio from uh, the Lopez show. Man, he'll be talking when I'm on, on stage, man. <laughs> and I got London Brown. London Brown is on the show Ballers on HBO. Yeah, Ballers. With, with The Rock. Right. So London Brown will be on the show. And that show is June 19th, Tuesday night. Show's at 930. Come out. Tell a friend. Uh, if you can't make it, you know, I just said tell a friend. So tell a friend. So tell a friend. Yeah. And um, we do it every Tuesday at 930 at the Laugh Factory. It's called Ruby Tuesdays. And everyone is welcome. When I mean everyone is welcome, you know, you can bring your white friend, you can bring your black friend, you can bring your Latino friend, you can bring your Asian friend. There's usually something Yeah, it's for a nice mix of everybody. Yeah, gay, straight. It doesn't yeah, matter, man. It's about ce- celebrating diversity. And I think that's what we need in this country more. So thank you guys for listening. Our first episode. Our first episode. From Wait. What? what? It's in the can. And we'll have... Uh, We'll, we'll, the, uh, the the podcast is going to grow and it's going to morph into different things. We'll have different segments on yeah, the Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing and guests. We're yeah. going to have guests. We're going to have guests. We're going to do a little bit of everything, but it we will be wanted, a podcast. We wanted where, to introduce sort of ourselves and who we are, our relationship. Yeah, who we are, why we decided to do it, and, and we'll talk about some of the things that are important to us and things that we find funny and interesting and entertaining. But again, thank you for listening. Yeah. Ruby Tuesdays. My ninja right here. My morning Ruby ninja. Tuesdays. Uh... June nineteenth is is our next show, which will be tomorrow when this airs. And uh, come out, Ronzio Vance, London Brown, Ian Bag, Christina Walkinshaw, and Nick Carthen. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. All right, my. All right, my. All right, my. Right, 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 we done, my. We did it. Later, guys. <laughs>